back to the Boats and Boats podcast. I'm Brandon. I'm Tyler. You know what? I feel, you know, I got the itch the other day. We were we were out there on Mountain Island. I know you got the itch too because we heard that gobble. Oh, man. It was at, like I was ready to go start chasing turkeys and it was January. Yeah, I know. Man, it's I went and bought a call this weekend. I've been I've been fiddling away on the call, getting getting all tuned up. Gonna need it. No kidding. <laughs> Man, it's just like one thing I wanted to talk about, and I think it's a good a good topic for discussion, is like when you call a turkey, there are in my head there are kind of two ways to call it a turkey. Right. Either I'm going after him and I'm getting aggressive and then or I'm trying to like really coax him and be real sweet and real soft and just like kind of not interested and kind of play the long game you know what I mean yeah be like seductive but like hard to get kind of man turkey hunting is a sexy sport it is (laughs) so let me ask you this okay do you ever go like put yourself in the mindset of like I am a sexy hen turkey. No, I don't think I ever. I don't think I. Maybe I need to start putting that in my head because, like, you know, I know what I'm trying to imitate, but sometimes, like, man, maybe the passion's just not there. May like I feel like you need to tell yourself right. So like, when I call it ducks, like when I'm giving them like a, a comeback call, right? Yeah, you're like hey, I'm like pretending I'm hey, just a little greenhead uh, or a little a little hen mallard out here hey, swimming around, and I'm like, hey guys, we're over here. Yeah. Like come hey, chill here. That is that that has never crossed my mind. Yeah. So you got to put yourself in the right mindset. You sit out there right before you start calling with turkey call, and you're like, I am the sex. Sexiest ten in the woods, and I am about to tell this man to come get me. See, I feel like for me, there are times where I'm like, like if we got one fire in that morning, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we've located him, we've moved in. There are times where like I call and I'm just like impress almost impress with myself it's almost like an out-of-body experience because like and then that i can call it turkeys that are like not that interesting or be blind calling and i might sound like a you know you shook up a hen in a trash bag i feel like it's like a clutch thing too though like when you know like blind calling is one thing because you're just kind of like oh i hope something says like i hope something responds we killed Versus, birds that way though we have but like when you got one firing and responding that the effort's going in man i'll tell you what you know the the first turkey i put on the wall me and you put on the wall together that long beard yep the only reason I think he fired was because I went after him and he fired from like 500 yards. Yeah, we barely heard him. Yeah, and I was hammering the call and then sneak up on him and belly crawled through a creek to, to get him killed. You know what I mean? It's like. <laughs> so, what? Okay, let's break down for maybe somebody kind of understands the two realms, right? but doesn't quite understand the thought process of how and why. Yeah. So (laughs) biologically, the way it's supposed to work in the turkey woods or the way it's been explained to me, not that I'm a turkey professional because I don't claim to be, but I was 
taught turkey hunting by a guy that I would say is a turkey professional. Right. Like he's probably called in a thou- over a thousand birds. And he's just very methodical in the way that he goes about turkey hunting. But when you watch him call, he's always aggressive, right? His cuts go into purrs. His purrs go into yelps. Like it's just, it's just all over the place. It sounds like the most excited hen in the woods, right? Yep. And what he told me, he said, <laughs> you know, most of the time these gobblers, their their natural thing is to a hen yelps, a gobbler gobbles, the hen goes to the gobbler. Like that's the way it's supposed to work. Right. If you want <laughs> if you want him to come to you, you need to I mean, you need to be the sexiest turkey on the pole in the whole pole room, if you know what I'm saying. Yep, absolutely. And it's like that that resonated with me personally, you know. Yep. It's just like I've killed more turkeys being aggressive. And when I say aggressive, I mean loud, loud calling, like cutting, you know, doing everything just like running it together just i wish i had a call in my pocket right now i'd like call to show you what i'm talking about but like when you're like it almost feels like you're running out of air that's how hard i'm calling yep yep and then there are times where i personally believe I haven't, I don't know if I've been successful doing it. No, I have. I have been successful doing it. Those two birds we doubled up on this year. Yep. Yep. I call those in soft and sweet. And like, I think not to discredit what I was told by any means, but I think there's a place for both. Absolutely. There's at at some point you got to play the, uh, like, you know, naturally you'll get a stubborn one. He wants you to come to him. So you almost have to like lay it on. And get him excited, and then just like leave him hanging. Uh, blue balls. Yeah, you gotta like blue <laughs> gotta, ball him so he's like, I'm going to find her. That's a t-shirt. Blue ball the turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. But I mean, like, so okay. So what are the factors to you that tell you whether to go like? Amp it up or to, to turn just it down. Go to town versus like you play the long game with him. <coughs> so like I think it's it's by situation, right? Like, well, that's what I'm saying. But like the people that haven't done it a lot, so like break down the situation so that the, tells you. So the first turkey I ever called in, yep. was your bird that I called in. You shot him at eight steps, running away from you. So he was probably at like five steps. Yeah, he was almost in my lap. He scared me. <laughs> so that turkey, right? When we were blind calling, I was going to town. And when we got an earshot at him, he cut me off. Yep. And when he cut me off, I went right back at him. And he cut me off again. When they're cutting me off like that, and they're like, time to go. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Yep. Like, yep. like, I'm going at him. When I call and I get a response, but the response, the response is kind of delayed, right? Like, yep. Like, like he's kind of like, I don't really care about you. I'm over here if you want to. Yeah. Like, 
like those late in the day kind of non-responsive gobbles. Yep. I'm going to do two things. I'm going to choke up and I'm going to get in his wheelhouse. Yep. Yep. To where like I can coax him to me a little easier. It's like, it's like an 80, 20 thing. Yeah. We go to the 80 and make him come the rest of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Cause obviously you, you gotta can't play, walk right in on him. You got to play hard to get. <laughs> yeah. But like, those are kind of the two most basic situations I'll say in my head. I will say I call more aggressive than most probably. Um, good, bad, or indifferent. It has messed up situations. It has also got us a lot of situations that wouldn't have existed without the without the aggressive calling. Yep, 100%. I don't know, man. There's been a lot of birds killed with just a little bit of soft yelping on a, on a slate call. Yeah, I I feel like a lot of that, like a lot of the way we go about and how aggressive we go about it has a lot to do with the fact of just like the turkeys we're after are tough to kill. Yeah, they are. And you know what I've started to realize, right? Like this past year, we killed three birds. Not a single one of them made a sound coming into us, but we nope. were. But we were patient. We knew there were birds there, and we waited them out. Yeah. Never once. The only thing we heard out of both of those birds was was leaves rustling. Or actually, all three of those birds. We killed them in the same. Of them walking in. Yeah, yeah. That's all we heard. Now we did get we did get shot gobbles that morning to know oh, yeah. we knew where there, they were. We knew there were birds in there. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, we knew they were there, but we also did get them to yeah to fire to confirm they were there, but. No, it wasn't like that one that uh, it wasn't like the one that I was Brandon fell asleep. The one. I, oh, that one was he was firing like every five steps like he was coming in hot and heavy. I would have loved for him not to spook that bird because that bird would have been blown up doing it. Yeah, that would have been awesome to you, see. You know, what other bird haunts me that we were going after and had fired up <laughs> the one you messed up. Yeah, that joker gobbled on my neck. You know what though? Even even though, like, yeah, you getting up and moving around the tree messed that up. There was no good. Situation. There was no other way we would have killed that. I would have almost had to shoot you to shoot that bird. Yeah, no. or you'd have had to pull some like commando, like <laughs> Rambo stuff where you I'm, jump around the tree. And, like, I might have been able to just grab it by the neck when it stepped out, possibly because he was coming on a string. Nah, man, I think. You know what? I'm going to say this. If I can't get a bird fired up this year, like if we do, if we have to play that slow game again, like we did last year. Yep. I'm going to go find some new turkeys to hunt. <laughs> you don't like the slow game, <laughs> man. It's just like, it's not why I do it. It's not why I do it is when I hear that gobble, it just makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. When I see him just like, chest out fan out you know poking his head up so he can see real good beard just like glistening in the sunlight like that that is the romance of turkey hunting yeah we do it like and i say i say we because everything i do is because of how you do it but like we do it so unconventionally I don't know if unconventional is the right word because like the way we do it's the way it's been done for in the Southeast for the last 30 years, the new food plot sitting on, on decoys. That's like a new school thing. Yeah. I feel like if we took like, uh, 
if we took like a very novice like sit and call, get them to come to you, kills a lot of birds, guy yeah. with us. Yeah, like on a good farm, and we we brought them hunting where we hunt, and we started putting in like six miles before nine o'clock. Dude, that one day we did <laughs> we did twelve miles turkey hunting, and Bef- was out before noon. Was out before noon and had called in a turkey. Yeah. I don't think we got it done that day, but we struck one. We struck one at like 1045 and still had like an hour and a half walk back to the truck. Yeah. Yep. That would have been a lot better of a walk carrying a turkey. Yeah. I'd let you carry it. <laughs> no. <laughs> the dude that was supposed to shoot it would have been carrying it. He'd have been grinning from ear to ear. I dr- We drug that man through swamps. We drug that man. He barely made it in the truck. He was still half asleep. <laughs> We should have made him carry all the shotguns since he was sleeping. <laughs> Listen, okay, you got you got a turkey firing, cutting you off. I mean, he was hammering the woods. He was like, yeah, I was, uh, it woke me up. I saw it. <laughs> Jesus what, what, Christ. How do you sleep through that? Dude, my blood was pumping. I didn't even have a shotgun. I had a camera. That was it. I didn't even have a gun on me. I wasn't even carrying a pistol. Right. And I was amped. That was an exciting experience. That bird was hammering. I wish I could have seen him. I was in a terrible spot. Yeah. For I couldn't see anything. Like any camera, anything was there. Was there was no like I should have do anything. I should have sat on the tree that he was on because it was kind of out in the open. I kind of made it. Part of that's on me. I should have hit him a little better. That okay. So yeah, that was a bad set. On all of our parts, me and you were hit good. We were hit great, but we couldn't have saw the turkey. But yeah, no, we had a terrible like. But we were just walking down through there. Just you were just cutting. We were just working our way back to the truck. No, imagine like we didn't think anything was going to fire, and then boom, he fired like forty yards from us. So we rushed everything. Yeah. No, I think given that situation, I think if I was sitting on that tree, I would have got it done. Hundred percent. He stepped in the road. He was in the road. He might have putted and started running off, but I would have shot that turkey running away from me. I, would, I don't care. Yeah, no, he was. I don't know that he would have got a chance to putt. I think you. I think you busted him in the face the second he cleared the tree line. But yeah, I think as soon as he would have laid his feathers back and realized something was up, it would have been too late. Yeah, no, he'd have been done. Um, but it was still, it was still fun. Like him hammering like that. Oh yeah, was it was a blast. Um, now, now I have a turkey topic. <laughs> You may not know about about it. So there's this guy. He wrote a a book. He runs the the podcast or the the page called Spring Legion. Yep. So he wrote this like the ballad of a turkey hunter, and it's like all of these rules, kind of that you know, kind of make. Like, this is the way you turkey hunt, which is kind of what we just laid out. Like, there's a way that I am I want to turkey hunt. Yep. And the rest of it, like, I kind of could care less. Right. And it's not... Like, I could kill birds doing the other thing. And I'm totally cool with that. But, like, the way I want to hunt them is the way I want to hunt them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's also... Like, you have confidence in that way. And there's something to be said about having confidence in what you're doing. Yeah. Well, Michael Waddell calls this guy out. Right. And basically says, if I want to hunt turkeys over a decoy, if I want to hunt turkeys over a food plot, that's none of your 
business right essentially right yeah and got up in arms with the guy you know and this guy's been like he hosts the nwtf foundation he's tied in with muscadine bloodline like he's tied in with football players like all this stuff like built a monster brand what are what are your thoughts I mean, did you know any of that before I started talking? Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. all right. It's it. I think his name's Hunter Ferrier or some something. Yeah, it's. I don't know, man. It's hard to argue with Michael Waddell. <laughs> I agree. I do think I could see how someone could take their personal enjoyment and their personal passion on the way that they do it and identify by it. Uh, well, okay. So let's say let's say we both we both hunt the same club, right? Yeah. Okay. We branch off and decide I decide I don't like hunting the way you do. Right. So I go out there, I do my little bit of homework, figure out where they're at, and I go somewhere that they should be roosting. I call them in and I don't have to put the miles in that you do. We could both be just as successful sure. on the same piece of land. Absolutely. And both have completely different opinions on how it should be done. Right. I don't know, man. I agree and I disagree because, like, the reason I do it the way I do it is because of the excitement it causes. Well, yeah, 100%. But... Also, having one fly off the roost and land in your lap do is I th- quite exciting. Do I think that maybe trying to enlighten people to the fact that there's a better way to turkey hunt than just call them off the roost into a field and shoot their head off? Do I think that trying to enlighten people on that is a bad thing? No, I don't. I, I really don't because I think that's going to get more people involved because it's not it's not the blowing the turkey's head off that everybody's there for. No, 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 no. They don't realize that. It's it's that gobble. It's that, you know, seeing the steam coming out of his mouth. It's, you know, the, the whole thing. Like, I would rather hear 15 gobbles than one shotgun shell. I'd rather see 15 birds work than shoot one shotgun shell. But if it's like just hear a gobble versus shooting one, I'll take shooting one all day. Well, I mean, but like on the on the like, that's just what gets you going. It is. You it don't is. even have to see them. They fire, and it's just like you get that. Just like when they fire it's on, when they fire like danger close, there's nothing like it. Like no. like when you snuck up in this man's roost, didn't even know he was roosted there. Just hit a a good old owl call, just a big old, you know, one long note. And he just fires, and he's right on top of you. There's nothing yeah. like it's almost like unnerving it. how close you are. <laughs> there is nothing like it. Yeah, hundred um, percent. There's definitely. I mean, like, it could be. It could be a similar like for the whole bass tournament world, right? You got guys that'll go throw jigs all day long and get five good bites, right? And then you got guys that'll go throw something like go throw a shaky head, right? They'll get fifty bites. They sure. might end up with five quality fish. We both might end up with five good fish. Mm-hmm. But, but like, there's two ways to skin the cats. What you're saying? What are you? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. What? And I think there's a lot to be said about what you have confidence in. Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing in all of this outdoor stuff. If I have confidence in the fact that I can pick up a jig and have no other rod in the boat 
and I'm going to go catch five good fish. If you handed me a tackle box full of soft plastics and was like, here, go throw shaky heads and Ned rigs all day. You catch them, but like, I would catch them, but I'm not going to feel very good about catching good ones. Right. Now, while we're on the topic, speaking of confidence, so this year we're going to try and get you to call in your first bird. Yep. Yep. What call do you have the most confidence in right now and why? And I can tell you, not really any of Tyler's calling so far in the woods has been good. I've heard some good stuff in the truck, but it's like... Yeah. In the truck's good. Yeah. And the pressure's <laughs> on in the woods? No. Nah. No, nah, he, sound, he sounds like a monkey climbing through the trees when he's <laughs> in the woods. I don't know. I, I don't know what's up because you came at, at the old house before I got this house. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he came in one day. He had his chest poked out. He'd been calling so good in the truck. Yeah. 100%. He said, he said, listen to this. And... Man, you know what? He didn't sound too bad after he got over the nervousness. Yeah, it, performing in front of others is a big issue. Dude, it took me forever to get comfortable with a turkey call in, yeah. in my mouth in front of other people. And there's still certain people that like I'm nervous about. Like if I go turkey hunting with Wayne, yeah, yeah, he'll tell me to call. And I'm like, he said, I know you kill birds calling. But, like, <laughs> but I don't want to. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like standing there and like. I don't want to freeze up, but like, it's just, you don't want to look bad. Yeah. Like you want to be the guy that's good at turkey calling. Well, I feel like at that point you're trying so hard that it's like almost hard to not mess up. You know what I mean? Like, so I could go out and sound terrible all year. Right. The first one that fires, there's going to be something that clicks and it's going to be, I'm not going to say it's going to be butter, but it's going to be smoother, smoother sailing from there. It will be. No, nah, man, every turkey you interact with makes you a better caller. Yeah. I'm a firm believer of that. Yeah. So we'll see. Just come over here and just stand in my backyard. There's turkeys next house. Back <laughs> we'll in see the if woods. we can get them going. I guarantee you get them going. I can slap my hands together and get them to gobble. Well, shoot, I almost had one in the yard last year. Oh. I know. <laughs> no, nah, man. Um, so which calls your confidence call? Uh, are you looking for like type? Yeah, sure. Uh, probably a diaphragm. You think so? Yeah. You can't really mess up like a... I guess you could, but like it's a lot harder to mess up like a box or a slate. Or yeah. A, or a push-pull. Um, I feel... A push-pull. <laughs> I'm not six. Um, Man, them things kill birds. I've, yeah, I've I'm thought, not saying they don't. I've thought about getting one. You, you know how effective I'd be walking through the woods just pushing my thumb on a box? Yeah. And they sound good. Yeah, I don't. I'm gonna say diaphragm. I feel a lot more confident with what I can do with air versus like having to be coordinated with my hands. <laughs> Which is funny because I'm 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 quite coordinated, like, but I just I don't know. You like even to this day, slates whoop me. Really. I'm not a good slate teacher because I, I once I picked up a diaphragm it was over. I it's <laughs> I diaphragm called until my eyes were blue. My mom was talking about it the other day because she was with me when I bought that yeah that mouth call and she was like oh god here we go. We got in the car I popped that thing in my mouth and I was going <laughs> to town baby like all three of them jokers in the car didn't care. Yeah, I just like I don't I've spent time like I can I can call with a slate call right. Um. I think if you practice a slate call, you come to like it a lot more. I don't know. I just don't have. I just don't have the confidence in it. 
Which is weird, but I don't. Okay, and we talked about... I mean, I think everybody knows I'm a diaphragm caller by, by nature. Yeah. I have, you know, all the other calls and use them on occasion. Like, I'll use a box called a cut walking through the woods. Because that's like the most convenient and most natural sounding i think for a cut yeah yeah, yeah. now that that is one thing i definitely i'll do that as well and then um i'll use a slate for soft yelping because i don't really carry like a soft mouth call yeah i've i've seen you use a slate when there was something like in and close yeah and didn't necessarily need to be like heard 700 yards away yeah so i'll do that and i think that has a better chance of coaxing them out of the tree into your lap but i also think that the way you got me into it and the way i've seen turkey hunting work yeah is walking around trying to get one to go and at that point it's good trying to be the loudest so that you can reach the farthest so i don't know that walking around with a slate hunting the way we do would be no, as successful. No, but think about that. That gobbler I got to fire for Brennan. I was I was walking around just, you know, cutting on a box call. And it was like it wasn't loud. I was just popping a box call. Yeah. I just feel like a slate's really quiet. Now when when he gobbled, I switched over to a mouth call and I got him fired. Yeah. 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 But like yeah, I don't know. A slate's really easy to cut on too. But I like if I'm gonna use a slate for anything, it's gonna be something real sweet and delicate. Yeah. It's not loud in your face calling. Well, like a couple little tiny yelps and then like a, a little purr. It's not terribly hard. No. Um and it it's it's good and, and quiet, so you're not like overwhelming something that's under fifty yards away. Yeah, so that kinda ties into <sighs> It kind of ties into the topic, you know, there's a time and place for every turkey call. Man, I'll tell you what I think is underrated. Canadian goose for a shot gobble. Think about how we haven't talked about this yet, have we? No, I don't think so. Because I 100% planned on taking a goose call with me to try to get a shot gobble. No, because think about how many how many mornings we stood on the old part of the club that's cut now. Yeah. And those geese would come down the fork and you just have like ten turkeys just all down the all down the river just gobbling. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like I had that thought. We were actually out you, duck hunting. You know what else is really good? A, f- a fire truck siren. Oh man. You, you I love it. when I hear a fire truck get going. Yeah. Like You're about to find all the turkeys. Yeah, they're all gonna gobble. And I think like a coyote could probably get them going. Yeah. I can see a coyote doing it. A crow gets them going real good. I've I think I've made more shot gobble with a crow than a than an owl. Mm, I feel like everything we had shot gobble last year was on an owl call. Yeah, but everything the year before was on a crow call. Explain that one. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah, I don't know. I think it Honestly, we can sit here and give everybody what works for us and all the advice in the world. You got to go out there and learn your turkeys. Like, (laughs) here's the biggest thing, right? Everybody wants to go get on YouTube or something and learn and be great. Like, it gives you tips and pointers and methods to use. You have to go out and learn for yourself when and how to use those methods. Like, I could watch 
YouTube every YouTube video on turkey hunting in the world. If you don't apply it, it's no good to you. But if you have no experiences to base it off of, like don't get if you've always grown up watching turkey hunting. Somebody they come off the roost into the food plot. Somebody shoots them. So you go set up. You know, in our neck of the woods, you go set up in the woods and you call. Nothing comes off the roost, and at like eight thirty, you're discouraged. Right. Don't get. Go walk around. Walk around. Cut. One will fire eventually. Yeah, I mean, hens walk around all day just cutting. If you've ever ran into a hen in the woods, you just hear it come down through there, just you know, just yeah, cutting, cutting her, and that was just me clicking my tongue, but like just cutting away. Just yep, that's all they do. And Alberto gobble, and you know, you, then then the game's on. Yep. And if you find some on the roost, you want to go sit up on, try to call to you first thing in the morning. By the time they fly down. Give it like 45 minutes to an hour. If they're not in your lap, they're not coming. Go find them. I think there's something to be said about patience, though. Yeah. Because I'm going to be honest. Not to contradict you there, but like. No, I mean. Every every situation is different. It comes with the experiences. You have to know how to read that situation. Like, that day we doubled up. Yep. I literally, probably two minutes before those turkeys came in, was like almost to my point to where I was about to turn to you and be like, all right, let's start walking. Yep. And then I heard just a little bit of something. So I decided to wait it out, and boom, here they come. Big old flock of them. Yeah. So there is a little bit like, you know, obviously you can't wait five minutes and be like, okay, they're not coming. Yeah, no, you can't get bored super quickly. You got to play the situation, man. There's like that bird that we called and eventually called in and I screwed up. We had him gobbling, what, like four weeks in a row? Oh, yeah. We knew where he was at. And I wouldn't give it up, man. I wouldn't I wouldn't get a, give it up. We kept going in there and kept trying, and we kept trying him from different sides. I tried soft calling. I tried aggressive calling, and one day we just waited him out. And I was calling the whole time. And I think at like 930, he gobbled, he gobbled on the roost got down got hinned up from what i could gather we moved twice on him the day the day that he was coming in and you spooked him yeah we were already we were on at least our second if not our third set i think we were on our third set but we were still hunting the same bird yeah we just got moving a little bit we moved like 50 yards closer every time I think that's one thing we could do better is like finding like sitting on the roost a little bit better. Yeah. Like sneaking in up on the roost and then that way they don't have a choice but to come to you. Right. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of it's a lot of our experiences learned from doing it. Um, and we may be terrible turkey hunters anywhere except, you know, the year, the exact coordinates <laughs> where we hunt. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We're gonna go. We're gonna go elsewhere and hunt other turkeys. Maybe it's as easy as everybody else says it is, but it's not easy here. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't love it as much as I do if it was easy. There's something. There's something rewarding about the effort that goes into it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we're gonna be posting a lot more turkey content. Um, if you guys have ideas things you want us just to mull around and push around a little podcast we'll be more than happy to talk about your topics yep gauges shot size 
Man, I got a whole topic on on shotgun selection for derkies. Yep. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we'll catch you next week. This has been the Boats and Those Outdoors. Thanks for listening.